Okay, here we are looking back through the files of the Bunyip in the beautiful downstairs area of the Gawler Civic Centre known as the Gawler Institute. And my name is Kay. I'm one of your readers along with Jeanette. Hello, Jeanette. Hi, Kay. It's good to be here. Reading back and through the history of the Bunyip, we love the history of our town and our communities and if we don't record them, we forget about them and Yes. We we make the same mistakes if we don't celebrate what's happened in the past. So I will kick off this week through um, the files of the Bunyip 150 years ago. An awkward ejectment. Oh. oh that's an interesting <laughs> word. Mm, it is. I would have thought it was an ejection, but never mind. Never mind. A well-known innkeeper of our town journeying to a sale at Two Worlds this week in company with an equally popular Knight of the Hammer shortly discovered that their horse was the wrong animal in the wrong place. The brute first attempting to run away from the buggy and passengers, but only running away with them in spite of the well-known equestrian skill and experience of one of the parties who could not bring the creature to terms. In the attempt, he was ejected. How, he knows not into a spot so miry with the late rains that when he got out of it and got home, he presented a figure much to be admired. (laughs) (laughs) It really is storytelling. What is the Knight of the Hammer? I suspect it's auctioneer. Oh, of course. Of course, you're right. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But they can never just simply say an auctioneer, can they? They've got to... A knight of the oh, hammer, hammer. It's a capital K as well. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Beautiful description, though. <laughs> okay, so a hundred years ago, and this one is clearly once again not Gawler. Coal strike. It is evident that the colliery proprietors are well entrenched for a long conflict, if necessary, in the southern collieries. The latest demand of the men to take Wednesdays off is just another stage in a cohesive attempt to savage capitalism and gradually rest away its profits. That's very political. The avowed end of such a negative working-class movement is to attain the utopian state when the employees shall pay fabulous wages and the employees do no work at all. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of sarcasm there. Must Quite a bit. by Sit, was it? <laughs> that was the one that was from England because they had one. Of, we read one yes. a few weeks before a few weeks ago didn't we yes and colorys in a bit of colorys so the term was even used in australia yeah we had mining but coal mines but well i think they had colorys in new south wales or victoria yes it could be the victoria there was coal mining around backus marsh so maybe it's the backus marsh coal mines because it says southern Yes. So it's possible it could be to map back as much. But they always used to have the the news from England from overseas. Yes, because, yes. Um, I know when my ancestor yeah. died, there was a, a little note at the bottom saying, your home papers, please copy. Yes, they often do that. Yeah. They do the same. I was looking at one of the obituaries I was looking Which at just, the other day. said, Western Australian Victoria, please copy. Yeah. <laughs> right. 50 years ago, want more, quote, song, end quote, signatures. The Gawler Lions Club is seeking many more signatures on its petition backing Gawler's Song of Australia as a new national anthem. Lions Song of Australia committee member Mr John Hillier 
said that of most of the songs gaining most support, this was the only one in which both the words and music were original. It had been composed and written as an Australian anthem as an entry in a competition promoted to mark the second anniversary of the Gawler Institute. So that was when when we had the referendum to the national anthem. Yes. So we had Waltzing Matilda, Song of Australia... Which no one in the eastern states had ever heard no. of. And of course, a, yes, Advanced yes. Australia Fair, which is the one we I think Song with. of Australia would have been so much nicer. It's a beautiful it anthem. Is. But I think even all of those are now surpassed by the Bruce Woodley song, We Are One. Yes. Which I absolutely adore. I just yes. love that song. It would be a much but then nicer. Other people yeah. might have wanted the man from down under. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> Yes. Perhaps lucky it wasn't around 50 years ago. Probably. (laughs) Watching Matilda was bad enough. I think the music's nice, but the words were just inappropriate for National Anthem. Well, I think the music was actually an old Scottish reel or an Irish reel. Yes, it's not an original. Probably Irish. So, yeah, music was lovely, but, you know, it was about a, what what does someone say, a suicidal thief? (laughs) 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 And the squatocracy. (laughs) Oh, yes, anyway. Yes. So, 25 years ago, school marks Kidman legacy. The weekend of October the 17th, 18th and 19th will mark the 75th anniversary of the first occupation by Kapanda High School students in Iringa, the former home of Cattle King, Sir Sidney Kidman. This year is also the 90th anniversary of the commencement of secondary education in Kapanda. To commemorate the anniversaries, history senior at Kapanda High, Paul McCarthy, has compiled a history book outlining the significant events which influenced the growth and development of the school until the present day. Of course, the ring is the house that got burnt. Got burnt yeah. Is they... being rebuilt with a... Well, yes. facade is being rebuilt, isn't it? Yes. Ah, oh, and here's a bit of a sad one. Mm. Ten years ago, Valet Max Fatchen, poet, journalist, author, legend. Prime Minister Julia Gillard paid tribute to the late Max Fatchen this week, describing him as an outstanding writer. But to his mates, the 92-year-old journalist, author and poet was not only a proficient wordsmith, but also a humble, witty and humorous gentleman. Speaking about Mr Fatchen shortly after he passed away at the Gawler Health Service on Sunday morning, Ms Gillard said he would be remembered as a brilliant writer. Wow, that's putting it mildly. That's an understatement. He was a He's a quite a quite a fellow. Mm. Yeah, because the room where we meet for Friends of the Library, there's t- the two portraits of him. Oh, really? Council room. Oh, so we're always wow. sitting in the shadow of Max Faction when we Very appropriate. have our meetings. And of course, the freeway also is named after yeah, him. Yeah, Faction, which is yeah, the lovely. freeway yeah. of many many different mm. themes. But it's so nice that it's named after a poet. Yes, yes, lovely. So onto Gawler now and then. And there's a photo at Hutchins Brothers Band. Band members Hector, Herbert, Arthur and Percy. The boy's father, Peter, insert. And I'm not sure. Oh, yes, he's cut off. So you can't actually see him. Yes. But his hands. In this image, we formed the group from the previous Riggs Band in 1987. Oh, okay. In 1887, I think. That should be. I don't think they're 1987. No, not the Riggs Band. No. No, but look at their clothes. Oh, yes, definitely 1887. Yes. Well, definitely. Starch shirt collars weren't a thing in 1987. I know, a bit backward in the 80s, but... Although Hutchins Brothers 
But it's this collar here that's a bit of a giveaway, isn't it? Yes. But I can't imagine that photograph. That does look like an old photograph. Yeah, interesting. Yes, he's conducting them in a ghostly way. Yes. yes. (laughs) Two hands (laughs) conducting a static band. Interesting. Mm. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Yes. Well, that was interesting. Until next week. Until next week, Kate. Enjoy. Yes. Life